Hey guys, welcome to the Pendulum Show. I'm here with my host um Yodin and Bamba and today we are going to be talking about stocking. All right? Um so um we are honored to have um WAO with us on the Girls Take Over event which is having happening from the 25th of November to the 10th of December in conjunction with UN Women's 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence. So today we have um Hyang Lee and two other girls uh to talk about um the stocking laws would you like to introduce yourselves yeah sure uh, hi everyone i'm Hyang Lee and i'm the head of campaigns at women's aid organization also known as WAO great uh tasha boleh kenal diri sikit oh hi everyone i'm nor aliana tasha i'm 7 years old and nice to meet you guys yes <laughs> thank you nice Karida? to meet you Okay, my name is Ain Khalida Binti Ishaq. I'm 16 years old. Okay, okay, great. So, like as Teva said, um, we're going to be talking about stalking, but specifically girls' rights to be safe from stalking. All right. So we've invited uh, Tasha and Khalida to speak about their experiences as well, and we have Yang Li to talk about um, the brief from WAO on on the issue of stalking. And and also maybe shed some light as to the other p- potential solutions and gaps that um, currently isn't covered by the law in Malaysia, and how in not not only that, but even men taking a greater role or responsibility in actually curbing the issue or reducing the issue to a high degree, and how we can be allies um, to solve this issue. So, um, Teva, do you want to start? Yeah. So um, let's start with Yang Li. Right. Uh so Yang Li, can you define what is stalking? So there are three main components to stalking. Uh firstly, mm. stalking is often um Wait, let me repeat that again. <laughs> it's okay, take it there, Michelle. So there are three main uh, components to stalking. Uh firstly, stalking constitutes certain acts that are associated with stalking uh, for for instance following a person repeatedly contacting a person repeatedly watching or spying on a person loitering in a place where a person is at or even publishing statements about a person or statements that are supposedly originating from a person so these are certain acts that are associated with stalking so that's the first um, characteristic secondly mm. these acts need to be repeated or in other words they need to be done on more than one occasion and third these acts need to cause or likely cause fear or distress to the victim Mm-hmm. So in order for something to be considered stalking it needs to meet all three of these criteria. Right. And um so so let's go over the first one lah. Um these characteristics, right? Um how how what are the gaps that that are in our um um I'm get, it's the penal code, right? Um what are what is what is these gaps that you're trying to fill through this um effort? Yeah. Yeah. 
currently stalking is not a crime in Malaysia. So right. this means that you know someone were to repeatedly contact you, follow you, or show up at places that you frequent in ways that causes you to feel fear or distress. There's not a lot that the authorities can do. And let me share with you a story to illustrate, you know, what yeah. this really means in real life. So there was a stalking survivor. Her name was Devi Sudar Sunny, and her story was reported in the media. What happened was that Devi was buying a drink at KK Mart, and while buying this drink, she realized that two strangers had been watching her. So she was a bit, you know, disturbed, and yeah. then she left KK Mart, and they continued to follow her to her next destination, and they seemed to be observing her really closely. And this went on for about three hours. Yeah. So she, at this point of time, she was, you know, very terrified. And she decided to go to the police station to make a police report. And when she wanted to do so, the police told her that because there was no "quote unquote" touching, they could not do anything to protect her. And eventually, this issue was only resolved when her colleague stepped in to intervene. So, as this case shows, um, oftentimes the act of stalking, such as being followed, being repeatedly contacted. Or being watched um, in ways that causes you to feel fear or distress. When this happens, the police can't do a lot in this situation, and it's you know very concerning because just imagine you know someone repeatedly watching you and and following you around and and making you feel fear for your safety, and you can't get any form of protection. So it's important that. Malaysia recognizes stalking as a crime, and what WAO, a women's aid organization, is calling for is we want stalking to be considered a crime in the penal code. And in addition to that, we also are urging for a protection order to be included in the criminal procedure code, so that if someone is stalked, they are able to get a protection order. So that that really is the current uh, situation about stalking, and I also want to highlight, you know, um, to further build on what I shared earlier about how stalking is actually very harmful. Um, so many uh, victims of stalking they live in constant fear, yeah. and in WAO's uh, experience, we have supported many uh, stalking survivors, and and because there is this constant fear that this stalker could do anything at any time. So as a result. Uh, victims are often looking over their shoulder. It results in this state of perpetual hypervigilance that disrupts their lives. And in the cases that we have, um, you know, worked on, um, the survivors of stalking, some of them have even had to change jobs, move houses, um, you know, change their contact information, change phone numbers, and some even. Decided to leave the country because um, they just did not feel safe, and there was no protection available to them. And um, there has been research done on the impacts of stalking, and it has been found to uh, lead to various mental health consequences, including anxiety, depression, and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. So, for a survivor of stalking, stalking. Can upend and disrupt their lives. Yeah, I can imagine that it's not just the fear, but the helplessness, right? Because there is no remedy. Mm. There, there is no remedy for you. Nowhere yet you can turn to if even the authorities are unable to do anything to help you. 
Um, do you see anything in the law which does actually cover stalking? So as the law stands today, right? What is the the recourse of of victims of of stalking? The whatever limited remedies that they have in the law currently. Um. So stalking in and of itself, um, is not a crime in Malaysia. But if a stalker commits other crimes in the process of stalking, then it is possible for the authorities to act. For instance, if a stalker, you know, while stalking someone, also trespasses a private property. Or yeah. assaults the victim, or threatens the victim, uh, such that it is a form of criminal intimidation. Then the authorities can take action. But of course, this is not an ideal situation because we want to stop stalking before it escalates to something more serious. You know, why wait for assault to happen? Why wait for criminal intimidation when we can stop it before it escalates? And another thing to also highlight is that uh, stalking is repeated. And we can only assess its severity by looking at all the acts in totality. Uh, and currently, under the existing law, um, the authorities will be looking at individual acts of crime. Um, so, just to give you an example, if someone sends you one unsolicited text message, this may not seem that harmful or serious. But if you put it in context, and if the context is such that the person has also been following you. Spying on you, mm. harassing you at your workplace, then that act of sending you an unsolicited text message takes on very different meaning. So, what's important about stalking laws is that it sees all these actions in totality, and that then brings a different meaning to an individual isolated act. Right. Um. So, um, what happens? So, so um, I'm guessing this. This brief that you you all have come up with, right? Um, it's not been in motion yet. What do you all do now? For now, because um, you you were alluding to a protection order, right? And I'm, if I'm not, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I that is already that's something you can already do, right? To get a protection order, yeah. So currently, uh, we do have the Domestic Violence Act, which yeah. provides for. Um, different types of protection orders for survivors of domestic violence, right. uh, but there is a gap in that the Domestic Violence Act does not cover non-married couples, so boyfriend, girlfriends, fiancés. They are right. not protected by the Domestic Violence Act, and of course, stalking can um, happen to people who are not in a intimate relationship. So, if it's say a stranger or or say a friend, then it's not possible to get a protection order under the Domestic Violence Act. Um, and um, in addition to the protection order under the Domestic Violence Act, it's also possible to get an injunction against a person. Right. But this is um, something that requires you to you know, get a lawyer and pay a lot of money to, to get this Injunction. So the idea of having a protection order against stalking is that it expands the scope of who can get a protection order, not just limited to domestic violence, as defined by the Domestic Violence Act, which doesn't cover non-married couples. Right. And in addition, this would be uh, a process that doesn't require any costs. So the idea is that. 
you don't need to hire a lawyer, you know, to and pay thousands of ringgits to get an injunction. If we do have this stalking uh, protection order, right? And uh, you were talking a bit about repeated behavior, right? So if there is a one-off incident of somebody following you, uh, you know, like uh, yeah, when it happens in a one-off case, is uh, is that considered stalking, or would you know, like uh, what what is the difference between repeated behavior and continuous behavior? Right, so it uh, really depends on um the situation and and how the law is interpreted, or how or rather how the the proposed law is interpreted. Uh, arguably, if there is a single incident and there are different types of stalking behaviors that happens, then arguably, you know, you could use the stalking law. Um, but um, most a lot of stalking laws in other countries also include um. Uh, a separate but related offense of harassment. So um, you can understand stalking as repeated harassment. So if that action does not constitute stalking, say if it's a one-off incident um, of someone sending you uh, uh, a message that is... Uh, say threatening or inappropriate and causes you to feel very scared and f- f- causing you to feel fear that for instance if it's a one-off situation that could fall under harassment and um, stalking laws in countries like uh, the UK and Singapore they have um, harassment as a Offense that is also related to stalking, so it's a uh, you know these these two offenses come hand in hand hand in hand. Hmm. Okay. I think um we generally have a rough idea yeah. on stalking, but we're definitely going to get a a lot into it with Tasha and Cleda coming on. Yeah. Uh, do you have a question? Yeah, yeah, I, I do actually. Um, so, uh, obviously, um, with this day and age, like cyber stalking would be something that's um even more rampant, right, compared to anything that's actually physical. Um, does does the law um encapsulate this? Does it does it take care this part of the this end of the stalking as well? Yes. So in many jurisdictions, stalking is defined quite broadly. Yeah. So it would say for it would define stalking, uh, for instance, as you know, um, communicating with someone through any means. So that say any means means that if it's through social media, through text message, and so on and so forth, that could be an act associated with stalking. And of course, it needs to meet the other criteria like being repeated and causing fear and distress to the person. I also do want to actually highlight the linkages between stalking and domestic violence because I think that's something that's uh, quite quite important. Right. Um, right. So um, what we have seen in, in the course of supporting survivors of domestic violence is that you know, stalking is often a tactic that violent partners use to control and instill fear. And in fact, there was some research uh, done by the National Institute of Justice in the United States, and they found that abusers who stalk their partners are more likely to be controlling and violent compared to abusers who do not stalk. So when stalking is seen in the context of domestic violence, it is actually even more and right, it's, it's 
uh, when it's seen in the context of domestic violence, it is extremely dangerous. And just to um, you know, add on to that uh, further, um, if you compare stalkers who are stalking someone whom they have or had been in an intimate relationship with, these stalkers are actually more likely to use violence or to kill the victim compared to stalkers who have not been in an intimate relationship with the victim. I mean, in other words, when uh, the stalker uh, had been in a relationship with a victim, yeah. they are a lot more dangerous than stalkers who have not been in a relationship with the victim. Right. And what we also see is that uh, stalking often escalates when a domestic violence survivor tries to leave her abuser. So it's a way for this abuser to reassert control and to disrupt her life. And he's basically telling her, if you try to leave me, I will make life hard for you and those around you. So you know, after this, um, after survivors try to leave, um, you know, their former partners may um, send them lots of harassing messages, yeah. you know, try to follow them to the workplace, um, you know, we've even had cases where um, stalkers, they hack into the victim's email accounts and send messages to colleagues, uh, which yeah. then, you know, could potentially jeopardize their career. So it doesn't end when a survivor leaves because there is still ongoing stalking. At least that's what we have seen in the cases that we have handled. Yeah, that's that's a brilliant point, like, Hyang Lee. Like, um... um I think through even um, personal experience, I can see that um, you know how it has such close ties with domestic with, with um, people who have invested emotionally in a relationship, and um, I think uh, you know you have you have a lot of these um, predictors of how um, um, this would lead to people actually physically harming um, their significant others or partner ex partners in a relationship, right? Um, do you have any sort of data that could show you like predictors of types of behavior that would lead to this sort of behavior do you understand my question i, I don't know whether you get what it. kind of uh, behavior leads towards ah, what stalking? kind of behavior that you can see yeah. physically manifested uh, that um could lead to people actually stalking when the relationship ends right, yeah it's a bit uh, hard to say yeah. I, I don't have that data at the moment but I do have a statistic that in Canada and the United States 90% of women who were murdered by their partners had first been stalked by these partners so I mean right. this shows that the stalking really can escalate into more severe forms of violence including murder and I mean just to illustrate a case study that happened in Malaysia yeah so in 2017, the media reported about a man who murdered his ex-wife. So, I mean, this was a story that was presented in the media. But when you look at the details, you actually start to see elements of stalking. Uh, so what happened was the man had been repeatedly uh, harassing and stalking his ex-wife at her office. Uh, he kept showing up and she even had to change her workplace because she feared for her safety. And one day he showed up at her office in KL, he took out a gun and he shot her to death. Um, so this was an example of stalking escalating to murder. And um, I think sometimes, you know, uh, 
there is actually a lot of stalking that goes on, but it's not often uh, identified as stalking. So yeah. when you read between the lines, then you start to see the patterns, and then you know it's actually stalking. Um, so I think it's also helpful for us to to know what is stalking. And actually, just another um, uh, 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 interesting point in Singapore, um, their stalking law. You know, one one example that they included is um, you know sending sending explicit photographs of someone to another person uh, repeatedly uh, that could constitute stalking. So stalking actually is quite broad. It covers uh, many different acts. But what's key is that, you know, it's a, it's a form of repeated behavior and it causes fear and distress. And of course, it, um, it, it uh, involves acts that are associated with stalking, as I yeah. listed earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, um, I don't know. This just um, it's uh, made me very interested. You know, like um, you know, um, I have I have um people in my life that um, have turned to the law for similar behavior. You know, very similar. Like um, you 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 see, you don't ever ever define it as actually stalking. You just define it as oh, is this this crazy person doing stupid things? You know, when a, when a relationship ends. But when these people when when these people turn to the law. There's actual gaps. They don't ever get help. They don't ever... Nobody can ever do anything to the other person because it's not counted as a physical act against the other person. It's just, you know, um, emotional distress. And that's not, that's not good enough. That's not a valid enough reason to, um, to prosecute. Which is insane. Uh, under the current legislative... So this, this, um, this brief that you're putting out, um, Hyang Lee, is brilliant. I think, really, it fills a lot of gaps in... Um, what is currently out there, lor? Uh, okay, I wanted to also ask. So, apart from trying uh, very much to increase your efforts in trying to improve the legislation and and acts, right? That the current acts right now in law doesn't cover. Yeah. What um is there also? Do you is there do you recognize a need to actually increase the level of awareness and education for girls to distinguish? Do they need to be able to distinguish whether they're being harassed mm. or stalked? Because, as you said, there's a certain criteria to being stalked. But if it doesn't happen more than once, do, do they also just somehow think that it's a possible behavior? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think uh, what's important is for us to, to encourage girls uh, and women and to trust their instincts. I think when stalking does happen, stalking or harassment happens, oftentimes it... it leaves a like a sour taste in your mouth and you feel unsettled but mm. sometimes because um um you know maybe uh you know this thing happens and then you start to question yourself and ask oh is it really serious um am i uh, overplaying it and then especially if the people around you also um dismiss it as uh, something that's not a big deal then i mm. think we may uh, start to distrust our instincts. So I think what's important uh, is for us to, for girls especially, uh, if they are you know being stalked or harassed, to trust their instincts. If something doesn't feel right, then you know that could mean that something really isn't right, and to not um, you know not silence that inner voice that is alerting them that something isn't wrong. So that's on the part of girls, and of course, uh, knowing. Uh, what they they can do. So even though um, 
we currently don't have uh, stalking laws. Uh, there are still things that uh, survivors of stalking can do to help make their lives a little safer. Of course, it's not it's not ideal, right? That that um, this stalking happens in the first place, yeah. and it's not ideal that that survivors and victims need to take extra measures to keep themselves safe. But nonetheless, uh, the reality is that. Uh, it's important to, if you are being stalked or harassed, to develop some, to develop a plan to help keep yourself a little safer. And this plan will, of course, depend on your individual situation. It will evolve as the situation changes. Mm -hmm. And just to share uh, some tips uh, on how to create this plan um, by the Stalking Resource Center in the U.S. So a few of these tips includes, um, again, as I said, trusting your instincts. And of course, you need to ultimately balance um, your need to live a normal life yeah. with you know, your concerns over your safety. Yeah. Uh, some other tips include uh, seizing communication with a stalker, documenting incidents of stalking. So if stalking happens, uh, write it down, write down where it happened, when it happened, um, you know, were there any, uh, who, were, who, were, who was involved and all as many details as you can, just write it down. Um, and also it helps to vary your daily routine from time to time. And also tell your family, friends and neighbours that you are being stalked and tell them what they should do if the stalker contacts them. And as we know, stalkers often also harass people around the survivor. So yeah. it's helpful to tell you know, your family, friends, and neighbors, hey, you know, if this person approaches you, you know, don't tell them this or tell them this, you know, tell them what, what exactly they could do to help the situation. And also strengthen your cybersecurity. Um, as you know, we know stalking can happen yeah, on you know online so ensure that you know your cyber security is um strong okay uh right before we started the episode um you mentioned that uh wao has started a petition so i was wondering whether you could just go on to that a little bit more uh, right before we get into tasha and kalida Right, so uh, yeah, WAO has created a petition to call on the government to make stalking a crime. And it's a change.org petition and we would really appreciate if you could sign the petition and share the petition online and use the hashtag make stalking a crime. And I believe the link will be shared yes, yeah. by yeah. our host. So everyone who's listening, please um, do... Um, take action and do your part in yeah. making stalking a crime yeah. right and yeah we'll also be sharing it for sure and three of us will be sharing it and signing it right after this I believe yep. yeah um, so Deva so um, hi Kalida uh, can you hear me yes I am hi hi Kalida um, so um, can you tell us a bit about yeah um, can you tell us a bit about your experience okay um yeah, first of all, um, I do, I make, you know, live in on my Instagram, okay? Uh -huh. I join my live with my friends. Uh, after that, I have the boy named Iman, okay? That guy joined my, my, my life. And then, uh, that boy always say hi to me, okay, many times. And then I just say, okay, hi back to him. Um, 
suddenly after we end our life, uh, that guy followed me on Instagram. So, okay, I just approve that that guy, but I don't follow him back. Okay, after that, a few days later, I saw that boy follow me on his Twitter. And I saw his header uh, was my picture. I was like, oh my God, that header was my picture. So, uh, I asked that, that boy that I, and I say that, why you you choose my, my photos? Okay, without my permission. Hmm. And then that boy, that boy, I was really like mad. After that, I was blocked that boy. Okay, I blocked. Then um, a few months in my birthday, that boys made a second account and follow me and also wish me. I was like, oh my God, that guy sanggup buat a second account to wish me and follow me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after that, I say, okay, that boy say sorry for all he's doing wrong to me. Okay, I would say, okay, that's, it's okay. We can be friends like what usually we do. And then he did the same things again. Okay. He keep tasting me. Okay. Uh, I know he uh, takes a uh, snap. I mean, ambil gambar banyak apa. Screenshot all my photos and put in his Twitter. I was like, uh, what the problem with this guy? So for second times, I blocked this guy. Yeah. And he made a third account. You know, wow. after that, um, I know, I know he he that guy not use the 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 real name, so uh, I decide to make my own second account. Okay, I close my first account and then I I did uh, my second account and all and the second account just for my close friends and family. I don't want to hide my stuff from that guy. Okay, that is my stalking issues. Yes. Right, and this uh, guy, did you know him at all or is just a stranger? Okay, and uh, that guy was my my friends, but yeah. we never met. Right, right, right. So it's just like not even, not much of an acquaintance also and yeah. he just like, has an obsession is is what happened, right? Yeah, and and um, so... So um, you can see clearly from this story, right? Um, she obviously took steps uh, to stop that from happening, but yet it continued to happen. It yeah, it's repeated behavior on different accounts as well, which is insane, lah. No, I'm wondering. So now, now that you have a private account and all that, does he still try to contact you, or does he still try to, to add, add you? you? No. no more, no more. Yeah. So finally, he has stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so during this entire thing, uh, Kalida, um, how did you feel? Uh? Okay, first of all, I was really shocked because I don't believe so, uh, that guy was really uh, have a bad attitude like that. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I feel like, okay, for the first time, I blocked him. I thought, okay, uh, he will give up, but yeah. he don't. Mm. Do you know how old was he? Was he around your age? Yes. Yes, yeah, 16. Yeah. And I suppose it just makes you feel very uncomfortable online, right? Mm. Mm. 
Okay, so that's a good example of of what uh cyber stalking can can look right like, yeah. look look like, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Uh yeah. So uh yeah. Let's uh talk to Tasha now. Right? Yeah. Hi, Tasha. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> what my Tadi hang sikit phone. Eh, takpelah, takpelah. <laughs> Is it okay to talk in Malay? Boleh, hey, boleh. Eh, no, please, please, please. Tidak, 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 tidak. I still like, ask benda yang sama je sebab takut. Tak, tak, tapi we we have uh, talking to Tasha a bit, uh, talking pula. Tak, tak, tak. My English also rubbish. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, tapi uh, okay, we have talked to uh, Tasha a bit before yeah. this, and I understand that there was an incident of uh in-person physical uh, stalking, right? So maybe yeah. Tasha, you could share a bit about what happened. To you. And, and honestly, Tasha, as like as comfortable as you can, please. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So I think like kalau nak converse like memelilah, cause dia ada macam so uh apa experience Tasha is berbeza lah dengan Kalida tadi. Yeah. Uh, sebab Khalida is cyberbully, uh, cyberbully, cyberstalker Macam Tasha is a reality So, cerita dia macam yang Tasha pernah beritahu Iaitu Tasha baru nak pergi kerja Yeah. And then Tasha su- macam okey lah Sebab kita nak cepatkan kerja And then Tasha lah dekat lorong tau Lorong tu, dia lorong yang sunyi Sebab time tu 6.30 pagi that time So, mm. and then Tasha like Okay lah, maybe okay ke Takut, she still have a takut tau Tapi Tasha nak fokus on kerja tu Tasha jalan je And time tu selalunya okay je Tapi I don't know lah, maybe is Time tu tak ada luck And then Dia sebenarnya yang baru Tasha ingat Dia dah follow Tasha daripada bus hmm. So daripada Tasha kat bus Nanti Tasha turun dekat bus Tempat bus time tu pun Dia still follow me Sampai dekat lorong tu And then dekat lorong tu lah ada step Tanya Tasha tau sebab Tasha tapi Tasha like Ingo je lah sebab Tasha takut so And then end up dia tanya uh, Do you want be my partner sehat with me? Tasha macam um, Okay dia dah ke yang mana teruknya ni And then dia still follow Tasha lari Tasha not really lari lah Tasha just jalan laju yeah. And then still follow follow sampai Tasha like okay ini dah teruk And then Tasha pergi ke tempat orang yang ramai lah. I think like tu yang lebih possible kan. So yeah. Tasha nak selamatkan diri. Tasha pergi ke tempat orang ramai. And dia still lagi tanya tau. Dekat tempat orang ramai tu still. Do you want be my partner? Then. Oh okay. Saya just Tasha just like. No 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 I don't want anyone. Then macam last sekali. Yang Tasha tak sangka. Dia pegang belakang Tasha. Like you know. Mm. And daripada belakang sampai ke bawah semua. Yeah. Then Tasha like. Oh my god, this is, bagi Tasha is so, macam, maybe bagi Tasha is okay lah. Tapi, eh, it's, not, it's okay not that. Macam <laughs> uh, like, for me, it's, it's okay lah, like, it's my experience. Tapi, Tasha fikir balik, bila budak-budak yang lain yang kena, maybe boleh jadi trauma tau. Like, you know that feel. So, dari sejak tu, Tasha dah tak pernah lalu situ and dah, Tasha dah tak pergi kerja. Yeah. Tak pergi kerja? Oh. Ya, yeah. means kalau Tasha kerja, Tasha akan cakap kat bos, I want yang pukul yang dah lepas subuh, like, like pukul sembilan hmm. uh. ataupun yang ramai orang. So, Tasha dah tak nak dalam pukul macam tu. So, it's just so trauma for me. Yeah. Until now. 
Tapi uh, masa tu kan Masa um, uh, Tasha sedar dekat Dekat Dah lama dah Tasha dah sedar dah Budak ni dia ikut Tasha lah uh, No Bagi Tasha orang yang macam Think for positive Or maybe dia nak turun tempat yang sama dengan yeah. Tasha And then dia nak pergi tempat yang sama dengan Tasha Tapi bila dah perasan Sebab Tasha dah nak sampai ke tempat kerja And still, he, dia still follow Tasha So macam Okay so, Tasha baru macam okay Dia dah Maybe dia bukan ni anak jalan yang tempat sama Tapi dia sebenarnya follow Tasha macam tu Dan dan walaupun ada orang ramai uh, sekeliling kan Dia masih, uh, dia tak takut untuk untuk uh, pegang Tasha Atau tak cakap dengan Tasha kan Ya yeah, itu, I think like dia macam tak kisah dengan orang sekeliling Maybe yeah. so, so dia macam, it's okay lah dia saya punya Maybe dia fikir Uh, dia macam hebat kot untuk macam tu Sedangkan dia tak tahu yang kita ada kuasa untuk Jadi I don't know lah Just like kalau for me Sebab Tasha banyak lagi benda yang Tasha Perasai masa tu Tasha hampir pernah kena macam-macam Tapi for me it's okay lah Maybe I can terima Sebab itulah macam kita punya pengalaman yang kita boleh share dekat orang lain kan yeah. Tapi I just like macam benda ni is so serious Sebab sampai sekarang Uh, dia jadi macam bila Tasha naik bus or apa pun yeah. Tasha tak berani nak duduk de- tepi lelaki Tasha macam fikir yang benda lelaki semua ni akan kacau Tasha macam mana dia kacau tau like yeah, you know yeah. macam sampai sekarang Tasha tak pernah bercakap dekat dalam bus dengan lelaki oh ada lelaki nak rapat dengan Tasha Tasha yang akan bangun macam yeah, Tasha yeah. macam uh, so macam like sampai Tasha pernah kena Mac- yeah, anxiety macam, macam tu Uh, yeah, no, macam like you have to change your behavior yeah. because of what somebody else yeah. uh, did to you mm. And that's awful, honestly Yeah, and then like, and then Tasha tak pergi duduk seru- dalam rumah dalam sebulan Just sebab takut nak naik bus Jeez <laughs> It's like, it's okay lah, I just duduk kat rumah Tapi like, yes, dia takut nak keluar pergi mana-mana pun like So dangerous for me Sedangkan Tasha sebelum ni like Okay je pergi mana I just yeah. take time Like one month jugalah Untuk okay balik semuanya hmm, tapi, tapi Tasha okay sekarang Like boleh naik bus And semua boleh pergi kerja Dah Dia boleh Like I'm okay right now Mesti tapi Still rasa takut tu lah Bila nak pergi mana-mana Like kadang-kadang yeah. That still trauma lah Jadi dalam situasi tu Macam mana Tasha lepaskan diri Dia dia uh, uh, Okay okay Like macam mana nak lepaskan dia Okay um, First Tasha macam um, Nak nangis lah like I want to be <laughs> Macam nak selamatkan diri Tapi like Tasha tekan bell And Tasha turun je Dekat mana-mana yang Tasha rasa okay uh, Even like Dia so far daripada rumah Ataupun tempat kerja Tapi so far, like Okay lah tu Turun daripada situ mm. Daripada kena lebih teruk kan That's it Yeah. Terima kasih untuk um, kongsi pengalaman Tasha ya. Um, both uh, Kalida and Tasha believe you are brave to also you know you you all experience this yeah. and brave enough to share your story and yeah. have the even, uh, awareness to and intention to spread awareness yeah. to other, to other women because yeah. um, I believe um, both of you are part of the WAO network Girls Takeover and um macam mana uh, pengalaman um, Tasha dan Kalida selepas um, menyertai uh, network ini? 
selepas um, kongsi pengalaman anda dan dengar pengalaman orang lain. Ya, yeah, pengalaman bekerja dengan WAO uh, dalam rangkaian ni uh, Girls Takeover. Uh, peng- apa pengajaran saya dapat daripada join ni? Uh, pengajaran dan pengalaman Khalida dalam ya yeah, kerja WAO. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. First and all, I think uh, WAO ni memang sangat membantu okay masyarakat masyarakat dekat Malaysia. And after I join this uh, macam campaign WAO ni, I rata yang okay. What the text if uh, I kena lagi uh, stalking issue ni? How the right way I have to handle it with correctly? And then um, uh, bila I tahu cerita-cerita orang lain uh, antara ni pada Tasha, okay, I feel like okay. Actually, I punya uh, masalah ni tak terlalu besar. So It's okay. Uh, kita kena uh, kena pastikan yang kita ni kena teruskan kehidupan kita walaupun kita ada, dah pernah ada pengalaman yang buruk dan pastikan kita menjalani uh, kehidupan kita selepas kena uh, case talking issues tu macam mana kita nak handle dia dengan baik dan I think this WAO ni sebenarnya dia pun sangat-sangat bantu uh, masyarakat-masyarakat dekat Malaysia ni. Yes. Wow. Very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, Tasha? Alright. So, from Tasha, um, Tasha kenal W... I just like, um, daripada WO, Tasha belajar banyak benda lah. So, hmm. like, sebelum ni, Tasha tak pernah tahu pun yang wujudnya WAO ni. So, Tasha like, hidup dengan dunia Tasha sendiri dari kecil sampai ke besar and Tasha kenal daripada tuition Tasha sendiri, hmm. iaitu PT Foundation. I think WAO no lah sebab selalu PT Foundation dengan WO selalu ni. And then Tasha kena daripada WO and join dong punya dah lama join and then join setiap program yeah. and sampailah sekarang bila Tasha ada masalah apa Tasha always like call teacher uh, teacher <laughs> Sis Gaya mm. Sis Gaya is the one yang selalu yang akan selalu dengan Tasha dia akan beri semangat kat Tasha like everything kadang-kadang Sis Louis the one dia yeah. yang teman Tasha one day like So dari sini, diorang akan cakap benda yang sama iaitu Tasha, hidup kita mesti kena teruskan even like experience ni teruk macam mana pun sebab so, kita banyak pengalaman tu yang akan mengajar diri kita So for me like WO ajar Tasha tentang dunia you know the kehidupan kita yang akan lepas ni yang kita akan lalui like uh, maybe apa yang Tasha rasa sekarang ni akan menjadi one day kita yang sebab oh what to say um, akan menjadi satu pengalaman yang mengajar kita pada yang masa akan hadapan and then hmm. like Tasha ingin menjadi salah seorang daripada mereka you know and hmm. I want to be share to dunia yang perempuan ni even kita macam-macam yang kita yang selalu akan kena macam tempias lelaki or siapa-siapa pun tapi kita mesti like boleh jadi superhero like the man you know that means like macam tu so for me it's okay lah pengalaman Tasha It's okay. It's Tasha yang akan kenal. And one day Tasha akan buat perempuan adik-adik Tasha atau anak-anak Tasha yang lain tidak akan kena macam mana Tasha kena sekarang. So, understand? Yeah, <laughs> so, for me. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so, macam... So, well yeah. put lah. <laughs> so, very nice. Very nice. I think you guys yeah. really get... Both of you. Really, yeah. You, you, are, yeah, you so, yeah. inspiration Tasha for other... Tasha now is yeah. like, yeah. Because right now Tasha just... My role model is Sis Sumatra. The one or WO and then and the menteri kita, menteri wanita kita timbalan Hanayo the mm. one Tasha punya role model so Tasha fikir even maybe Tasha tidak boleh jadi macam mereka tapi Tasha nak 
Tasha boleh bernaung dekat dalam satu NGO pasal perempuan and Tasha nak menangkan perempuan juga yang perempuan juga boleh menjadi sesuatu pada masa yang akan datang so that's it Is it mouse? Yeah. <laughs> I just answer the question. Or not? <laughs> yeah, m- mungkin But, uh, mungkin yeah. Tasha dan Khalida menerima jadi pemimpin dalam kampanye seperti ni yeah. masa yeah, depan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Really, he can be your spokesperson lah. Cannot. Come on, man. Really, that was damn nice. Yeah. Because like Khalida dah jawab semua jawapan, so I just like tambah benda yang mungkin. Two perspectives and two experiences. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, I I'm so glad that I mean you two are such young people that have experienced this trauma, right? But and you you're taking it on the chin, and you want to yeah. make change. You know, it's really inspiring, right? You know, it really is. Like I'm very glad both of you got on this call. We had this conversation. You know, like I th- thank you very much for sharing once again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's bring it back to Hyang Lee. Um. So um. Yang Li, as I said, I want to uh, mention this again. You should get the both of them as your spokesperson, lah. It's amazing. <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. Like, uh, yeah. Um. So, so the next part we want, what we want to talk about is um, how everyone can play a part. Not just the people who have been victims, right? And not just um WAO as an organization, but regular everyday people. What do you think people should do, or what do you think people? How do you think we can be in alliance with um? What you're trying to push? Uh, one thing that we know we can do is not to make light of stalking. So if yeah. you hear of someone who is being stalked, um, you know, don't dismiss that experience. And secondly, stalking uh, really comes down to this disrespect for another person's boundaries. So I think all of us can, you know, play a part in in being respectful and respecting another person's boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh- I'm not sure whether you've have any like um, experience dealing with the stalker, the perpetrator himself. But are they aware that what they are doing is stalking? Uh, or are they aware that what they're doing is wrong? Because mm. uh, this behavior may may have become normalized in particular situations, right? That uh, even even I I have even spoken to people where on both sides they don't realize that there's something uh, wrong here or that it is uh, yeah. bad behavior. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, ultimately we need to have empathy towards the people around us. So you know, if someone is doing an action such as um, you know repeatedly sending. Messages that are you know not wanted by the other person, um, you know, doing things that really violate someone's boundaries. That's mm. very disrespectful, and and behaviors that results in someone to feel fear. I think um, you know we should have that the empathy to recognize that our behaviors are not okay. So I think it comes down to being sensitive to. Um, you know the the people around us, and uh, that's it. Um, you know, in many of the the cases of stalking that we have handled, um, and these are largely cases that are also linked to domestic violence. Um, it is quite clear that these stalkers are doing their stalking in order to disrupt their victims' lives. I mean, so just um. 
some examples, as I shared earlier, you know, hacking into someone's email account and and sending messages to their colleagues. You know, that that obviously is not someone who is just um, you know, unaware, but this is really a case where the intent was to cause fear and distress and to disrupt the victim's life. Are there any misconceptions or preconceived notions that you feel that we haven't addressed so far in regards to stalking? I think we have covered <laughs> quite a lot of ground today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if, if there's something that we, we hadn't you know, touched on very explicitly was this uh, tendency for us to make light of stalking how we say oh you know we're, we're just Facebook stalking someone yeah. you know we use that in very casual uh, ways uh, but the reality is that stalking really is serious it causes serious harm and in some cases it results in someone losing their life yeah yeah, yeah. I know um, I mean obviously men can be stalked as well but it largely ha- there are more cases that happen to women so I mean uh, speaking from a male's point of view, uh, we, we need to take more collective responsibility. And from your guys' point of view, right? How, or even from Hyang Lee, if you've experienced working with um, uh, other people, how can men, specifically men, um, become better allies? Is it purely, uh, other than like just empathy, is there any... Um, tangible actions or steps that we can take. I think. I think for for from my point of view, we we simp- we have to call out this behavior when we see it in our peers, when we see it in mm, our that's, friends. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. It's it's very easy to turn a blind eye when when because there there are no consequences to you personally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I th- I think that that plays a big part in. Yeah. In denormalizing this kind of of behavior, yeah. we do we like we also help police this yeah. behavior. And like alluding back to um Yang Li's point about how you know we just throw off um remarks like uh oh I'm just stalking them on Facebook that is that is adding to the narrative of like we're just normalizing it lah. Mm-hmm. Everything's just fine. It's fine, right? You're just um stalking people yeah. on Instagram, and yeah. you don't understand the um, repercussions that that can bring. You know, you, you everybody everybody keeps thinking like, oh, it's it's something that's just ah, everybody does it, it's fine. But then when somebody loses a life, right? Ah, that's when the blood's on your hands. So you know, you know, it's not as easy. But it shouldn't. The thing is, it shouldn't go down to you being aware that once a life is lost, then it's when yes. you need to. Exactly. Okay, think I need to make a change now. Yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. we and and people maybe don't often realize that it is a slippery slope, right? Yes. Like it starts with small actions and then. The, it just gets uh, uh, more and more and more severe, right? Yeah, like you yeah. start with stalking somebody's profile, and then you realize, oh, this person is like nearby, and then the, and then you you go there, and then it just escalates from there. Yeah, yeah. So it's better to to stop it at the source. Yeah, no? right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, and uh, Kalida and Tasha has had to alter their behavior, and it's I mean such a shame because, I mean, that this shouldn't have happened in the first place, of yeah. course. But hopefully, we get to a point where at least. The first step maybe would be legislation, maybe to cover, right? So, at, from that point, um, would that be is is how far are we from that? Do you think from legislation being yeah. passed? Yeah. Mm. So in July this year, the Minister of Women, Family and Community Development, Datuk Seri Rina Harun, she announced that that a cabinet paper on making stalking a crime has been prepared. And this cabinet paper 
uh, was prepared by the Legal Affairs Division of the Prime Minister's Office. So there is already a draft law to make stalking a crime. And the next step really is to, to get um, cabinet to, to endorse this draft bill. And then for the minister of law, the law minister to table it in parliament. So that, that is really what we need next. We already have a draft bill that has been drafted and reviewed by many different government and non-governmental stakeholders. So we're very close, uh, but we really need to ensure that this bill and this law is prioritized by policymakers and the government. Do you see that there is any pushback against this legislation being passed or do you feel that on both sides there's kind of unity on on this approach? This uh, stalking law has actually received bipartisan support. So lawmakers from both sides of the divide, they have supported the, the creation of this law against stalking. I think what's really needed is this urgency for us to see that it is a serious issue, that yeah. lives can be lost. And the longer we wait, the more harm will be done. So we need to act fast. I wanted to know, since, since COVID, right, a lot more people have gone digital now. Um, has there been a spike in cyber stalking cases? Or at least that have been reported to WAO? Yeah, at least that you are aware of. Uh, yeah, I don't have the facts on top of my head, but uh, I think, I mean, anecdotally, you know, we have received cases mm. uh, that, you know, people have experienced uh, cyber stalking, especially given that everyone is now online and is, yeah. as experienced by Kalida too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add? Yeah, I actually do want to to add. So, uh, you know, if if any of you out there are you know experiencing stalking and you would like to get some advice, you can feel free to contact Women's Aid Organization. We have a hotline as well as a WhatsApp line that are run twenty four hours a day, and you can get the numbers on our website, which is wao dot dot mine. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, you know, great work to WAO. Um, anyone who's experienced. Who is experiencing stalking? Or uh, I mean, is is the hotline also? Can someone ask questions? Whether they want to clarify if they're being stalked or harassed or anything like that? Yeah. Um. You know, anyone who has experienced um any kind of gender based violence, including stalking, and and other forms of gender based violence includes you know, domestic violence, sexual assault, sexual harassment, um. And of course, including stalking, uh, they can get in touch with us and, you know, we can uh, take it from there and, and share advice, uh, what they can do to um, keep themselves a little safer as well as what are their, their legal options. Um, yeah, so um, to end this, I think um, I, just want, I just want to tip my hat to WAO. La. I think um, their approach with legislation as well as um, um, giving education and support to these kids is like, two-prong approach la. you know you, you they, they, do, they do so well to cover all their bases and really I, I, I want to thank you all for, for everything that you all do la, really it's very good as well as um, um, Tasha and Kalida um, the mere fact that they came on and to speak about their experiences I think is a, is a, is a testament la, to the type of people they are you know and yeah 
That's all I have to say, lah. Really, I am very emotionally moved. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I just wanted to just say the steps. I feel that um, our listeners can take first sign the petition, mm. right? That we'll share. Um, if you know any other girls who benefit a lot from joining WWS Network, yeah. Um, girls take over. Please um do so. Um, we'll leave all the WAS d- details in the episode and in the description. And um, let's also just make sure that more, more so maybe the men who <laughs> listen to the show. Let's let's police. Uh, let's take responsibility for ourselves and also, you know, call it out. Call it out. Like what you were saying, you know, like far too long we've turned a blind eye to this. Yeah. And you know, I think again, us being as allies, making this a thing. That you would don't want to hear, yeah. really, because I mean, again, like like you said, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth, and you know, it's just it's hard, it's heartening, you know. Yeah. So let's just do our part, lah. So you know, we'll leave the steps in the description when we put this out. It will be out on the fourth of December. Um. So um. Anything else you'd like to say, Bamba? Yeah, yes. Yes. Uh. Thank you very much to Kalida, to Tasha. Youngly, thank you very much for enlightening all of us as well and sharing your stories. Um, so I think uh, that's about it from us. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. So it was yeah, a joy to be on the show.